everybody, Kenny Jang here with the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast. We're here for another fantastic episode. On the countdown to Easter 2018, is everyone ready for Easter? This year, Easter's coming really early, um, April 1st. And I actually haven't heard that much chatter about the fact that it's on April <laughs> Fool's Day recently. But I brought two friends into the Lunch and Learn today because I want to talk about something that's really important that most communicators know at this point, church communicators, they should be on Facebook and they probably should be thinking about Facebook ads. And when I talk about ads and think about ads myself, I talk to these two gentlemen. Welcome to the show, Richie and Andrew. How's it going, Kenny? Kenny, great to be here. So first of all, for our audience, uh, why don't you both say, uh, <laughs> identify who you are, which one's which, and tell a little bit about your background and um, what you guys are doing in terms of, you guys have a Facebook group just for churches as a resource um, in terms of Facebook, right? Uh, Facebook itself. Yeah, we do. I'll, uh, I'll start us off. That, that group's uh, Reach Out Marketing, and uh, you could go there, join the group. We're always trying to put, you know, value bombs in there, as we call them, and uh, different ads, what's working now, what worked last year, what we think is going to work next year. Uh, we put everything we can in there. But uh, this is Richie. I'm Richie. Um, my partner, Andrew, will introduce himself in a second, but uh, we're with RA Marketing and Reach Out Marketing. Uh, we specialize in Facebook ads. I was in the military right out of high school. I uh, did about a 10-year uh, service there in the Air Force, and then got out and linked up with Andrew and never looked back. So it's been it's been a journey. And where are you yeah. located today, Richie? I'm in Castle Rock, Colorado. Close enough to the Seahawks. You knew we were going to talk about it. You could just uh, paint over it. You could paint over it, change the, change the brand there. So I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm proud of it. <laughs> Someone's loyal here. Okay, Andrew, let's go with you. Tell us a little bit about your background and what you bring to the table here. Sure, absolutely. I've um, I've been in the financial services market um, as a marketer uh, since 2006, so going on 12 years now. Um, I live in Indianapolis. I used to live in Denver, uh, but recently moved to Indianapolis with my five children, soon to be six. Um, Richie and I work a lot on Facebook ads in the financial services industry and we both have a heart for the, uh, for the kingdom. Um, a couple years ago we decided that we really wanted to use the skills that we had developed in the financial services industry for the church. And so we started uh, basically our reach out marketing group and uh, been working with a lot of uh, Christian companies and churches to help them with their Facebook ads uh, because there's no more powerful vehicle uh, really to spread the gospel in my opinion than, than social media at this point. And Jesus used the tools that he had uh, to spread the gospel. Why aren't, you know, we need to as well. Yeah. And so everybody here watching and listening, um, you obviously know about the social media for face, uh, social media for churches, Facebook group that church Butler runs, but uh, these guys run a fantastic group that you guys have to subscribe to um, the name. The specific name is, is it reach out is how do they, how does someone, Search for it on Facebook if they're looking for the group. Yeah, the name's kind of one of those long, drawn-out ones, but it's yeah. Reach Out Strategic Facebook Marketing for Churches. Yeah. Um, and it's worth going through that trouble of, of actually finding it because once you do and you get in it, you can actually see real live questions, and these guys and others are answering them for each other. It's like a live help desk. It's been just a, a great resource, I must say, that you guys have put out in terms of being very generous with your time and energy of helping other churches out there. Um, and so one of the things I want to talk about today is Easter. So we're at the countdown to Easter. We've got, um, we're here in February, the top of February. We've got March. And then right there, February, uh, April 1st is Easter. 
and everyone is starting to go into Easter planning now. Facebook ads is something that everyone is talking about in different circles, but you know what? Most people, quite honestly, I think many church communicators have either never run a Facebook ad or never run a successful Facebook ad, or even if they've been running ads, they're, they're still a little bit like not that confident about what they're doing. And um, I'm, I'm loving this thing that you guys are bringing to the table, a great resource uh, that is almost like a do-it-yourself but done-for-you kit. So share a little bit about what, what that is with people here today. Yeah, exactly. I'll um, jump in here first, Rich. Essentially what we, did, we found in trying to help churches over the last couple of years is very few churches think they can afford or can afford to hire full-time Facebook advertisers. Um, and some that could maybe already have an in-house marketer. And right. so, um, like you said, Kenny, the big issue I think with church communicators is this, this mental block that they have of confidence of, you know, am I doing this right with Facebook ads? And Richie and I have worked on millions of dollars worth of advertising at this point. So we know uh, we're confident when it comes to when we put out a Facebook uh, advertising campaign. And so what we've basically decided is, you know, based on our time constraints and budget constraints of churches, we want to help as many churches as possible um, without, without asking them to spend a fortune. Um, so we developed the uh, it's easteradpack.com, and I'll let Richie jump in here and kind of explain what's, what's all in the pack. Yeah, um, what, what's, Richie, what's included in this Easter pack? Yeah, and I'm, Andrew's being a little bashful there, so I'm going to build on what he said. But one thing that we do really had put us up against anybody is bringing online, offline. That's sort of, mm -hmm. kind of become our tagline kind of organically, but – we fill a lot of seminars for our clients and that's kind of what we do. We do it in a, a very, you know, we basically got it down to a science. So I know I can look at a market, tell you exactly how it's going to perform, how many people are going to come, what it's going to cost, the number of days it's going to take. So that mentality in the business world is what we've brought to the church world. That's where we did these advertise or these campaigns for uh, both Christmas, a couple of Easter's. Um, and that's where we've kind of nailed down this, this timeline. So what, what I love about the ad pack the most and, probably because I created the graphic on, on this particular <laughs> one was uh, like, the t it's a timeline. And so it takes the guesswork out of it. You know, a lot of times it's like, you, maybe you, you know how to put an ad up and maybe even write really good copy, but when do you do it? How long do you leave it up for? Like what metrics are you looking for? Um, that's what we've built into the ad pack. And it's basically, you know, on this day, do this. Yeah. It's a count. It's a timeline, right? It's a playbook. Basically. What I love about it is that you've got this 14 day timeline calendar tells you exactly every day what you should be doing. Um, and it actually has real examples of ads that you've used in the past and content with even photography, um, everything that you need to actually run the ads, right? So people don't need to go off and search and produce stuff. It's actually all in the ad pack. That's that people can just, construct together and follow that plan uh, together. Right. Yeah, and some of the, like the physical resources that are there, I think we have 13 unique images, um, all of which have already been you know formatted for the Facebook ad size. It's just very specific, it's like 1280 by 620 or something like that. Um, we've already formatted for that. We also provide the original images in case you're you know one of those types that's uh, got Photoshop and you wanna change all the stuff up. Um, but we've also given examples of based on this style of ad, this type of picture, if you will, this is where you should put your logo. This right. is where you should put the banner across. This is how much text you should put. Um, so it's, it's more than just the images. We also give real examples of ones that we've run and how we would 
how we would run them as images if we were running your ad campaign. Yeah. Like, this is what we would do, and we know it works. So Now, I'm sure this appeals to a lot of larger staff that have maybe one person inside dabbling with Facebook ads or running the ads uh, if they've done mm -hmm. campaigns before. But to, to be frank, most, I mean, and my heart is, most of the churches out there are 300 or less, 200 or less people. They're smaller staff. Maybe it's a solo pastor. Maybe it's a pastor and associate pastor. Um, it, they don't have margin. They don't have big teams. Um, for that type of person, could you share a little bit about, or do you have an example of any churches that are smaller in size that you've done online to offline and what type of results can someone expect, right? So it's easy to say, hey, if I spend $10,000, we're going to get some people that are mega church to come. But for a church that's you know, running 200, 300 people, um, what, what can they expect with an ad campaign that you're, you're going to run, something like they're going to run in, in the ad pack? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll start. And then, Andrew, why don't you tell us about it? Because um, it, kind of it was kind of a personal connection for this small event that we ended up running. Um, but... You know, that's the, the Facebook ads don't have a price on it, right? I mean, every click costs, every lead costs. Um, but what's beautiful about it is you develop your own budget and you work backwards. Everything mm -hmm. in marketing, especially Facebook marketing, is reverse engineering the whole funnel. Um, that's, you know, marketing 101. So if you say that your budget is only $100, take our timeline and break that up, you know, break the $100 up. Uh, we kind of built it loosely on about 1000 bucks, and that's a pretty good benchmark. Um, you know, I would say it's just thousand dollars for a 14 day campaign, uh, but it can certainly be a lot less. And, and I think that's what we did, right, Andrew, for that uh, church in Denver. Yeah, that was uh, was actually a good friend of mine who is uh, the worship pastor there. Um, pressure was nice. on. Yeah, the pressure was on, um, and I'm still really good friends with him, so you know we didn't screw it up too bad. <laughs> uh, but it was actually it was a special uh, Christmas event that we were doing for them, and their their average Sunday morning attendance is probably. 400 members thereabouts, maybe, maybe 500 with guests. Yeah. It's definitely not um, a mega church. Not a mega church at all. They actually used to be back in the day. They were, they were real big, but they've really shrunk in size in terms of uh, how many people they, and one of his responsibilities as the worship pastor is to kind of re-engage with millennials, if you will. Um, and so we ran this event uh, for them, the marketing for it. And I think we spent grand total 680 bucks. I mean, it wasn't much. It was, it was pretty light and their normal attendance at this event year to year had been like 150 people. And we had 450 people there. Wow. Um, so that wasn't a Sunday morning to be fair, but they reported about a 30% increase in attendance the following Sunday. Wow. Mostly made up of new visitors. So that was what was encouraging to me. Um, and then actually that was true for every campaign that we ran. Um, they were all excited about the numbers that, we generated for the special event, for the special Easter service, for the special Christmas service, what have you. But what they were, some of the reports we got back, two things. First, they all reported that attendance both before and after the event, the weeks before and the weeks after, yes. were higher because of obviously the, the, the community engagement with the Facebook posts. And then a couple of the churches actually reported back how many people made decisions and, and came forward to claim Christ at the special events wow. and that was super encouraging to Richie and I and I personally had a hard time kind of grasping like wow we actually were a part of that yeah that um, we contributed to right? that still and, and it's 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 I don't know I, I'm not ashamed of it by any means but it's, it's really hard for me to say you know we had 235 people said they got saved as a result of our Facebook ads and that was, you know we're, yeah. we're building out the ad pack and we're like do are we reading that right because I don't want to put like 
you know, 235 people in four churches, you know, we were, we're still pumped about it. That was a year ago, yep. and we're still kind of beside ourselves. Yep. On yeah, I, I think this is what, and this is a word of encouragement for the church communicators watching and the pastors that are watching, you know. Mm -hmm. Many churches are in a hard environment. They haven't seen growth. They haven't seen new people come in their doors on a regular basis in streams of people, right? But when we do our work well as communicators, and this is why I like, we're biased, we're communicators, but when we do our right work right for church marketing, um, it's something really special that we are a part of. We're, we're invited into this God's story in, in each community that we're trying to uh, enable. And um, I think it's really cool when you're able to see the upside and bring bringing new people in the door. It doesn't need to be salvations immediately, but just taking that one step closer for um, as many people as we can, I think it's just it's something that we cherish, um, yeah. every one of us. Um, so that that's one of the reasons why we are saying, hey, Let's be aggressive with advertising this Easter because the communities and the culture out there is receptive to it. And let's take advantage of this opportunity to do that. So um, that's a great story. I'm sure you have other stories for larger churches as well. One of the questions that I have been waiting for to get you guys on the line for is really how much time over, say, that 14-day period does someone need to invest in actually do, do they need to be watching the ads like every hour on the hour or do they <laughs> right this is a big unknown for many people yeah. who've never run right. ads before how much time should they be budgeting is this a, a half-time job is this is like so could you tell us a little bit what the what they're gonna invest in this in this ad pack but how much do they need to cordon off in terms of time space energy resources yeah i mean i'll be the first to admit that whenever I launch a brand new campaign, it's, I, I'm addicted to watching it for the first couple yeah. of couple of days. We're looking at it. I know yeah, we've been looking at it. Uh, the most important thing, one of the most important things about starting a campaign is to not mess around with the ads yeah. for the first 24 to 48 hours. Yes. So as much, once you've got it launched and that, you know, if you've never done it before, it'll probably take you a couple hours to, to actually build it and learn the system. If you've done it before, it'll take you a half hour to, to, to launch the ads. Um, but after that, walk away from it for the first, you know, for the first 48 hours and then come back to it and, you know, probably plan to spend, I would say, 30 minutes to an hour every time you're, you're going to make a change or make an update because you want to make sure you're analyzing the analytics and uh, making changes that are, are smart. You know, you're going to have to analyze each ad, see what the reactions look like, see what the click-through rates are and all this. I mean, you're going to have to study that stuff to make sure you're making the right decision. But at the same time, uh, it, it's – you're not yeah. – don't get, get, don't get stuck in the mentality, oh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm managing these Facebook ads and I have to manage them like a, like a high-level Facebook ads manager would. Yeah. Because it, you, can, you can get into analysis paralysis and really just go with what makes sense and like, okay, this ad has got the cheapest clicks, it's got the most engagement, it's winning. Turn off the one that's not. And don't, the, the number one thing I always, I always do is I get emotionally attached to an ad. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be my advice. Yeah, don't, don't get stuck. Really so so on, on average over the 14 days, how much time do you think someone should budget? Is it half an hour a day, an hour a day, three hours a day? What on average, what's, what's this? Give them a sense of how much time. It's not a lot of time. I mean, for us, 30 like minutes. minutes. Yeah. 30 minutes, but, but we have a lot of experience in the platform. So that's how I answer your question. You, have never been in there it might take a little bit longer if you have been in there it's not going to take long um you know just talking about studying the analytics and stuff and 
uh, basically we've built into there where you can like split test. So we say, take this exact ad copy with these two images because images are 80% of the ad's effectiveness. Throw those up, don't touch them for 36 hours. After that, just look at the simple numbers. What's my cost per click? This one's lower than this one, turn that one off, put a new ad up. So we try to keep it really, really easy. You could get in depth and if you know how to do right. that and want to and that's fun, do it. But otherwise, just keep it simple. And, and those instructions, even for carrying out that simple A-B split test, you guys have put that in the ad pack. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, that's one thing we talked about pre-interview because I think that's really important that it's, a lot of times there are resources out there that just assumes knowledge. And Facebook itself, as we know, um, as practitioners, you know, Facebook changes the rules every day on us, right? And it, it gets complicated. Um, yeah. So I, I love the fact that you're trying to boil it down to something that's really super simple and easy to follow for two weeks or more. Um, now, in terms of best practices, um, let's talk about the actual ads. Where are they pushing traffic to? What, what are people supposed to be clicking on and actually going to? Ideally, it would be like a landing page that you've developed specifically for your special Easter service. Um, I know not all churches have the resources to do that, um, but certainly having a website with a page at least that's specific to the Easter service. That, that you have, I mean, if you just send them to your website, effectiveness is, is really only on the ad level as opposed to what you can communicate on the page. Uh, I, I like a landing page because there's not a lot of navigation. You don't have people clicking away. Uh, you can you can deliver a lot more content. Um, yeah, but, so you know, a, a specific page about Easter, right? You don't right. want to – don't talk about your men's ministry or your pancake breakfast coming up. You're talking about April 1. Right? Yeah, just keep it congruent. That's, that's the main word right there is it doesn't yep. really in this version matter where you send them. Just make sure you're only talking about that thing even if it's on – your website have a page dedicated to that one thing otherwise you lost the click you lost the interest right, right. I always say there's each each element of the marketing funnel has one job or should only have one job the ad is to get the, the pictures to get them to stop the ad copy is to get them to to click once they've clicked whatever's on that page whatever they get to should only have one job and it shouldn't be to educate them about their men's you know men's breakfast or pancake lunch or whatever it should be to educate them on why they should be there at Easter Okay. And then do you guys um, prescribe, do you think that people should be ticketing for Easter? This is something that a lot of churches have started to do, especially the larger ones. Um, or how do people, like, how do you know when, once they come to your page, if they're going to come back to Easter or not? Yeah, that's going to be, that's a tough one. I mean, every church is going to do different things. I, I think if you're trying to ticket people, um, you're not necessarily, I think that's going to be like buyer's resistance a little bit for a cold traffic. Um, well, I'll say like this, like my church is, is a, I go to a mega church. I mean, we have like five, 7,000 people or something like that, three services. They do tickets. Um, the way that they do it is where the first thousand people of each service to sign up gets a reserved seat. And then they open up general admission for everybody else. For, for this, I honestly, I didn't, I wouldn't worry about it. If you have it in place and you want to use it, Go ahead and do it. Just say you can, you know, and then the way I position that is um, you're coming to a new place. Maybe, maybe you've been here before, make it as easy as possible and just go ahead and reserve your seats. You guys could just slide right in, get into your seats and experience what we're all going to experience together. And then that's where you break down that barrier of them going through that buyer's uh, process. Um, but, you know, I would say the majority are going to have tickets and I don't think it's necessary for this uh, for them to work. But if you do, that's kind of how I position it. 
Gotcha. Okay. Um, what else comes with the kit? Anything else? You've, so you've got the actual, the ad copy, the text that you put in there. You've got sample, you've got images that you put in the ad. You've got a, a game plan, a playbook of literally what you should be doing every single day of the campaign. Um, you've got, um, do you have any FAQs or Q&As in there in the pack as well? Um, what happens if someone actually has a question? Do you have any resources where they can come and ask you guys questions? We do. Um, we're, we're kind of purposefully limiting that. Um, we have a basically a Facebook group that you can purchase access to um, where anybody that purchases that will have you know, free access to us to ask questions and we'll be doing you know, weekly live uh, sessions in there and then obviously peer-to-peer -peer accountability and things like that. Inside the pack, there's a few extra bonus resources, uh, a guide to setting up your Facebook pixel, um, some examples of past ads that we've run that maybe you know, just to give you a little bit more information, um, some tools that we've used in our ads management that we really like. Um, our see goal what else is really like that you could, you could take the ad pack, use it for Easter, have it be amazing, but then that something in that pack is gonna last you your career. You know, mm -hmm. something, some tool, you know, there's a piece in there about ad psychology. So we basically put an ad in there and, and, and dissected, why did we put this question here? Why did we put this button right here? Why is there a short link there? What does this image mean? We mm -hmm. told you what all those things mean and why we used it. And that's a lasting, you know, tool that you guys can use, uh, anybody can use. And of course, it, it, it's always going to change as the, you know, the market changes and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but that's a really good foundational, you know, some really good foundational principles in there that can be followed as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, now in terms of timing, um, do people, so are you going to run the ads all the way up through the morning of April 1st? Is it the day before? Some people have asked me that question this week. And so I, I think the answer varies, but what, what's your take on it? Yeah, I definitely you should. I mean, one of the part of the strategy that we've put in there is retargeting. Um, and we've, we've also included ad copy for retargeting. Um, while we pause, just tell people what retargeting is for people who don't know what that is. Uh, you can develop an audience based on website traffic. Again, that's why that there's a pixel guide in there to help you install a pixel if you don't have one, but, uh, it explains what it is and how it works essentially. But you can retarget people that have clicked on your ads, engaged with your ads, been to your website and things like this. So, you basically are telling Facebook, hey, anybody that's seen this ad and clicked on it and gone to our page and this and that, show them this ad. So you're basically chasing them around on Facebook with an additional message. As, as In some cases, it's nothing more than a reminder. You are interested in this event, don't forget. Or will we see you there? You know, you, know you didn't claim your ticket, you know, if you're doing a ticket method, something like that. Um, so yeah, run your ads all the way up to the day of the event. And that's one of the, in the, in the game plan that Richie drew up there essentially it has you running ads, traffic ads, I think until two days before the event, right, Rich? And then yeah, retargeting uh, after that? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> morning, well, we're gonna run ads all the way till the morning up, but you're gonna turn those retargeting ads uh, basically on four days prior to the, to the first event. Yeah. So uh, basically what you're doing is, people you've shown ads to for the first 10 days of your campaign, in that 14 day campaign, people have been to your website then what you're doing is stop, you know, stop showing them that, that initial ad. Let's show them a different ad, knowing that they've actually seen our ads or clicked on it or been to our website and show some sort of secondary call to action um, as we get closer to the event. I guess that's what you're saying. Right, just stay in front uh, of mind, top of mind. And one, one, uh, 
strategy or example of that that we used in the past is where we ran for this particular church we ran i think it was like three or four uh different winning ads so we had a bunch of ads and we trickled it down to like these four winning ads and then when we when we decided okay it's time to retarget because we're only a couple days away from the event we wanted to remind them we're not um, we know but we didn't want to break it up into individual retargeting ads so we just combined all those into one audience put all those images into one image and then said will we see you there you know and so one of those images is going to resonate with them because that's the one that they clicked on to start with um, so little stuff like that where you're just triggering like, oh, yeah, I you know, I was interested in that. I did go to that site. Uh, oh, it's tomorrow. Okay, great. You know, yeah, let's let's make plans. Let's go because they'll forget. Everybody forgets. I mean, I know it's Easter and that's kind of a big deal and everybody knows Easter. But they're still, if they're not like a church group, you know, or, or whatever, there's circumstances or reason. If they have one, did not come. Sometimes they take it. So make it easy and, and remind them with those visual cues. Gotcha. And um, in terms of targeting, um, when you show ads on Facebook, how far out geographically, I mean, are you showing people in the whole state the ad? Are you showing in the whole country the ad? You know, how far do people see the ad from your church? That really varies on where your church is. Um, if you're downtown New York City, you don't probably want to go much bigger than a mile or two radius, you know, because I always tell people from a business standpoint, count up your competitors in a certain radius. And if you get to the point where there's 20 different people doing the same thing that you are in your radius, you're probably not going to, you're going to have a hard time differentiating yourself. Right. Um, in a more rural market, you might have to go out 30 or 40 miles to, because that's how people, that's how far people drive. One of the things that we tell you in the ad pack is identify your ideal client. Identify who attends your church now. If you've got people that are driving 30 miles to come to church consistently every week. Maybe your market is a 30 mile radius. If you, if the furthest anybody drives to get to your church is two miles, there's probably a reason for that. It's probably yeah, you're in a, a really heavily, uh, densely populated area. So it, it varies, but I would, you know, base it on what your current membership is, looks like, you know, it, it, if five, it, most churches, it's honestly going to be seven to 10 miles. And, That's and the simple answer. where, it, where is that? Is that part of the step, the process of setting up an ad that you can determine how far geographically is that one of the options? Yeah, that's part of That's actually at the ad set level. You're going to determine, um, you know, geographically where you want this ad to, to be shown. You just drop a pin on, on uh, you type it in the zip code and then drop a pin and you can change the radius of the. Oh, so, so that's actually visual on a mm -hmm. map that you can have a radius, a circle radius, driving radius, basically. Um, perfect. Yeah, and then Facebook uh, will tell you the numbers, you know, based on what you've just defined, how many people are in your audience. So, you know, you're probably going to be, well, I mean, it just depends on the area, but 30 to 40,000, you know, is, is good. We've done, we've done a lot less than that though, even like five or 10,000. Again, it's just, it's all area and it's, what would you do? Like if Kenny, if you're not going to get in your car and drive because it's too far, then don't do the radius because nobody else would either. Yeah, I, uh, I totally agree. I was just in, um, in Pennsylvania, in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, where LCBC is, it's a big multi-site. Their main campus gets about 6,800 people. And when you drive around in, in Pennsylvania, you're like, where do these people, there, there's not 6,800 people within like a mile or two of that, that church. They're dry, I, I don't know where they come from, mm -hmm. but it must be a culture where you just get in the car and drive in the morning to yeah. church for a while. And then there's my, I live in New Jersey and like there's no way I would drive that far to get to a church right so um, i get it is contextual and i love the fact that facebook gives you that ability to control your ads um so you're not wasting money um 
What other tips as we close out this interview, what other final tips when people are setting up ads for the first time using your ad pack, is there something that, that you can help them uh, actually have a little bit more comfort or reduce the anxiety in terms of, hey, this is worth the investment? Yeah, two things uh, that I have, and then Rich, I'm sure he's got some comments too. too. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, my first comment is don't rely exclusively on Facebook to mark whether or not you were successful. If your church has no process in place for welcoming new visitors and new, new members, don't waste your money. Right. Don't do it because you know, you're, you'll probably get some people in the door, but what good is it? I mean, and I shouldn't say what good is it? You're still going to get them the gospel. I, I, I agree with that, but um, you know, developing these people as Christians is really the end goal, right? I mean, edification of the, of the believers is the, is the end goal. Um, but don't rely exclusively on Facebook to do the job that the church needs to do. My second one is um, use the church, use your church members as your reach vehicle. Um, the church, unlike my first one, the church, unlike any other organization, really, or very few other organizations, has a built-in engagement mechanism in the congregation. So you can, from the pulpit on March 1st, say on March 15th or whatever the day is, yeah. we are going to launch Facebook ads and this is what they're going to look like. And, mm. you know, put them up on your screen. Oh, wow. We want you to like, share, comment, because, you know, in today's day and age, I'm not going to go door to, I'm not going to call my, go over to my neighbor's house and say, do you want to come to Easter with me? I mean, some people might, but very few people will, but I'll like an ad, I'll share an ad. And you know what? I'm friends with my neighbor. He's going to see that. So you can, you can organically expand the reach of your Facebook advertising. So, and to say that basically make sure your, your, your church is a custom audience inside your Facebook ad account because then you can make sure they see the ads. Right. Um, but encourage them oh, I to love do it. it. I love that tip. I love the tip of even showing the explicit ads you're running, tell them that you're doing a campaign and say, like, Hey, help us out by commenting, liking, sharing those things. When you see them, it helps when you actually do that. So that's, that's a great one. Richard, what about you? You've had, you've had some time to come up with this new second one. You took my first one, but that's all right. I can piggyback. Oh, so I, I would say from a tech standpoint, a lot of people get really overwhelmed with, with ads manager. Cause let's face it. A lot of times yeah. what happens in the church is they, they'll post something and then Facebook says, Hey, like here's a boost button, push this boost. And you know, that's not really what we're talking about at all in this ad pack. Um, but don't let that be an intimidating factor because go into power editor and some people will say, you know, power is going away. don't get in there. Right. It's still there. We still use it. Get in there. You can't mess up in power editor cause it's not live. You know, if you do a right. ads manager, it is live. You can't publish. You can't save until, until you go live. Yeah. Power, power editor is that downloadable piece of uh, software that right. allows you to, to assemble the ads offline. You can edit them, et cetera, and then put, put the ads online. Yeah, that's, to be, it's clear. It's not downloadable. It's uh, it's inside of your ad account. You click. It's a, it's just a it's an offline version of the tool, but still online. It's not. Correct, correct, you can correct. edit everything, yeah. but nothing is live until you right. actually tell it to go live. Yeah, and, and it's free. And it's I free. It's, it's free. You can find it, download it, mess with it. But that'll allow you to really get in there, and then you can start playing with your audience. It'll give you a preview of what your ad looks like, you know, before you ever go live. So there's really nothing to worry about there. Um, 
you know, the other tip is if you get into um, our Facebook group, and Kenny, we could probably put it in yours as well, but um, it, it's a, it's called the steroid boost. And so if you are going to post something, you know, building on Andrew's point of how uh, the reach vehicle is your congregation, the reason for that is social proof. And it, you know, that's really what builds anything. If you have an ad that has 200 likes and loves and comments on it versus one that's brand new, you're going to click on the one that, that people are gravitating toward. Um, so the steroid boost will show you how to take a, a post um, and turn it into an ad and, and then scale it up from there, which could be really, really effective or take an ad and then carry it over into a new ad using that same engagement. Uh, gets a little techy, a little dorky. That one's a little bit advanced, but uh, very, very effective. We use it in every single campaign. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I've seen that in action with a campaign that you guys are working with me uh, right now that um, you're using social proof to actually turbocharger steroid boost. Um, so I love that, that strategy itself. Well, um, as we close out two things, can you give us um, what, give us your digits. How do people reach out to you outside of the Facebook group? Uh, what's the best way to reach you directly each of you? And two is how do we get hold of this ad pack? Can you give us, uh, a place uh, to look up. It's going to be on Church Butler. If you go to butler.church slash Easter ad pack, that's one URL. But your site itself, give everyone a URL that people can type into their computer. Yep, that's just easteradpack.com. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, make sure you go to Kenny's site, though. Uh, we would definitely want you to use Kenny's site as uh, we want to track how many people he's sending our way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, easteradpack.com. And uh, our contact information, honestly, the best place to catch us is on Facebook. Yeah. Um, you know, we're yeah. really active on Messenger. Um, if you know, if there's a question that you have there, that's that's the best place to catch up with us. I'm just Andrew Reese. Uh, I think it's I, I'm I'm probably the first Andrew Reese on Facebook. So it was, I think it was just Andrew Reese. Um, yeah, Reese. My last R name is spelled R I I S. Yep. Yeah, two um, eyes. And if you're friends with Kenny, I'm friends with Kenny, so you can search his friends list and you can yep. connect with me that way. Yeah, the other Rich. would be uh, richieandandrew.com. You can go there too. And there's like a, yep. there's a phone number yep. and a, an email address you guys can, can yep. hit us That's up. That's true. With. It's R-I-C-H-Y, not T-C-H-Y. And he's sensitive about that. I know you people. I know that. <laughs> R-I-C-H-Y and andrew.com. Or yep. the poor Seahawks fan.com. Or, yeah, we have, oh, I should buy that URL. I haven't bought that yet. Richie's <laughs> <laughs> URL. <laughs> we'll put Richie's big fat face on the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> well, that, um, that would make it effective. So, maybe, maybe. Well, I appreciate you guys. First of all, thank you for putting to this resource together for church marketers and communicators. It really is something that you guys, I think, again, everyone out here, these guys do this for a living, and their specialty is I don't want people to get lost in this, especially of using ads online to drive traffic to offline events. That's not something that most people do in terms of the ad world. Usually we're advertising stuff just to get people to our website. And so this is something that churches need to pay attention to, this nuance and this niche of how this, the strategies and using the psychology of ad development and stuff, all this stuff is really great for churches in particular. And so um, the, the fact that you guys are trying to, you know, almost like, dumb it down and make it accessible and democratic for everybody. I just love it. Love it. Love it. Um, and thank you so much for spending time with us today here at the lunch line. We'll have to have you back on just to talk about general Facebook, not just our events, but general Facebook tips and tricks. Uh, if you guys will come back. 
I'm sure we will. Yeah, we'll definitely come back. We're honored. We appreciate what you do, Kenny. Thanks for serving your audience the way you do and giving us the opportunity yep. to come on. So. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, here for listening. Hopefully, you guys picked up a, a, a tip or two and make sure to check out the Easter ad pack. Uh, we'll have it on our site as well. Um, everybody else, if you guys could do us a favor and thumb us and give us a review on Apple iTunes, Stitcher Radio. And now, for those people who are not iOS users, we are finally on Google Play. There have been enough complaints. The, the demand yeah. is there. Might be one, two, or three people, but we're finally on Google Play with this podcast. So uh, I want you guys to, just the three of you listening on Google Play, show up and, <laughs> and let us know that you're there, that you exist outside of the Apple universe. I'm Kenny Jang. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll be back next time here at the Church Butler Lunch and Learn.